Welcome, welcome to the championship edition, or the championship reaction edition of Zooch and Wild, the very last in-season episode. Zooch, how are we doing? Very, very sad that college football is over. I always have so much fun all season long, and it goes by. It seems like just yesterday that Michael Penix was throwing for 450 yards or whatever it was versus Boise State, and it ended with him, like, barely able to walk back to his yeah i know it, it, it looks like i mean we'll get into it later but it, it literally looked like you remember those like old ben roethlisberger hits he used to take and it's just <laughs> like yep every single rib is broken and like he would be on the sideline with like a pack of ice on his ribs and like a walking boot that's what i felt like michael Penix was after the game but it was a good game i mean we were kind of talking pre this show and if you just looked at the box score of this game Okay, okay. First of all, I have to address something. I got the prediction wrong, okay? Okay? But hear me out, because I wasn't completely wrong, right? What did I say, Zooch? I said that if Michigan wanted to win, it needed the DBs to step up. And they did. They did. They did step up. I said that J.J. McCarthy was not going to have an elite game. You can check the stat line. Zooch, read the stat line off to me. It was, what did you say, 10 of 18 for? 140. 140? 10 of 18 for 140. Apparently that guy is the number five QB prospect. I don't think so. Okay, one more thing about J.J. McCarthy. Sorry, we, we have to get all like this pre-stuff before we actually get into the game. So sorry, everyone. But also, J.J. McCarthy. The meditation thing. Are we, are we going to talk has, about that? It has to stop. It needs, I, it's corny. I'm sorry. It's corny. It is corny. No matter what people want to say, it is corny. You look like it, it comes across as like it's Russell Wilson ish. If Russell Wilson did that, he would be crucified. But JJ yeah, McCarthy does it in his cool. It's one of those things where like someone's trying a little bit too hard to be cool and it just doesn't. It comes across as like cringy. It and, does. It does. But what I will say. It's like he wins. Like we can say whatever we want. Like he won. He made me wrong. I'm sorry, Michigan Nation. I got the game wrong because Michael Penix didn't play very well. And the offensive I, line for Washington decided to have a brain fart. I honestly thought that really Washington shot themselves in the foot almost all game long. Like they some did. of it was Penix overthrowing people. Other parts were them just dropping like passes that usually they were catching it was it was odd it was odd i mean yeah let's flip over to that i mean we'll talk about the reasons why michigan won the game later but yeah i kind of because that was what stood out to me i think was the story of the game it was like washing it looked like a completely different washington team i know i know it sounds so cliche to say but michael Penix missed throws that he made all year he missed roma duze on that fourth and one that probably would have been a touchdown yeah. completely flipped the game uh, he missed a couple other ones. I don't remember the play, but it was like the uh, remember the one where the, the the tight end was on a crossing route and he like threw it, but he like M- Michael Penix tried to like hide from getting hit and he overthrew him and the tight end had twenty yards in front of him. He overthrew him there. Yeah, it was they just and like I know some people were like saying they weren't happy with the refs. It wasn't the refs. I think penalties. Let me look at this to be seventy three sure, but... had a tough game. Seventy three on UW had a tough one. You know he when. Did. 
the but, announcers say 73 is having a tough game and you're an offensive lineman, you never want an announcer even like recognizing a singular offensive lineman. You yeah, just... no, it was. <laughs> the, I don't know, really understand though. There's a lot of things in that. It was weird. I didn't understand for the life of me. I kept thinking, oh my God, like when Michigan first started off the game, I was like, they can't stop oh. the run. And then it's like the second quarter started after that the first quarter where Blake Corum had like a 60 yard touchdown run to get first and goal or whatever it was. And then they started trying to throw the ball. I like didn't understand why they were, they went to this, it's, like, oh, I thought when it. I thought that was happening, I thought like my prediction was like, Oh my gosh, I'm in the tight butthole theory. I was like, something's going to go wrong. I, I, I know it. And it just never happened because Washington could never capitalize. And that's no. where, I, I failed in my assessment. I I underestimated Michigan's ability to run the football, and I under and I overestimated Michael Penix's ability. I think, and it was weird. That's like the only game he's played like that all year, except maybe what the was it the Arizona State game or the Cal game? Yeah, the close. Arizona State he played kind of. Not, and I've been like, like I didn't even think he played overly poor. Like he didn't play good by any stretch of the imagination. That's not what I'm trying to say, but. He just looked off. Like, I thought, and I don't know. I, I almost think like Washington like tried a little bit too hard to, and I think teams do this a lot. And Michigan was guilty of it too for a little bit. And then they got back to running the ball. But dance with the one that brung you. You know what brung Washington, got Washington the national title? Throwing the ball. Even if it wasn't working, I understand that it wasn't working at first. But the, the plays were open. They had guys open quite a few times. Like, so, and I understand I'm not coaching in the national title game, but keep your composure. And when they get to the sideline, just say like, Hey, you know what? We had him open. Like we had Roma Duze open on this play. We're going to come back to it. We're not going to change our game plan and start. Cause even Michigan on that, when it was 17 to three, I was like, damn, they can go for the kill shot right here. It's third and three. And I like told that's what a friend of mine. I was I, like, just run the ball twice in twice. a row. They can't run the ball twice. You. And that's what I would have done it. too. I was like, why? I was it's just confusing to me. I'm like, you like you're outsmarting yourself. You're average like legitimately, even when they stopped the run a little better in the second half, Michigan averaged, let me look at eight yards a carry. Like eight yards a carry, two hundred yard rushers, Donovan Edwards and Blake Corm, and just like the eye test in that game. I don't know if Washington's defensive strategy, but there were some plays where Michigan would line up and I'd be like, "Is uh, I saw the, the screenshot on Twitter afterwards, but I noticed it while I was watching. I was like, is Washington running fucking nickel right now? Nickel <laughs> defense against a power eye? I'm like, bold strategy, Cotton. Also, another funny note, has that white safety on Washington, Asa, I feel like he's been in college for 11 years. He seems like he's been there for forever. Yeah. Number 20. And when he missed a tackle, my, my brother started laughing. It's like, that guy's got to be the slowest safety to ever play in a college football playoff game. And and I said, well, you didn't. Or was like, I said, well, we weren't young enough to see Nebraska in 2001. Zeus, you could probably remember yep. more. So, versus 2001 in Miami. That, was, that is the original. <laughs> like, if Twitter existed back then, that would have been – it would have been cyberbullying because that was <laughs> – like that's one of those things that I feel like, and I know 2001 wasn't that long ago, and ESPN and all that stuff was 24/7 by then. But you didn't have the coverage then like you do now. Mm -hmm. That 
to me still to this day is the biggest mismatch in national championship history. I know there have been some like you had the TCU game last year and when Alabama killed Notre Dame a few years, like a decade or so ago. That one, no, I, you just like watch that and you're like, at zero positions is Nebraska <laughs> better than, you know, they don't have a better tight end. They don't have a better receiver. <clears throat> they don't have a better quarterback. Nothing like safety, <laughs> linebacker, defensive line. Yeah, I mean, and I felt like this one wasn't even that much of a mismatch. Like, it was a close game up until the last five minutes. It was, uh, I mean, if if, if you look at the box score, of course, it looks pretty bad, 35 to 13 or whatever. But it was close up until the end, and Washington had a chance. If they would have scored, Washington's defense was starting to come along a little bit. And it was just, it was that last quarter was indicative of the whole game for Washington. It was like, you're like seven-tenths of the way there but you just can't get that last little push. And it was like that on every play. It was like that during the games. It was like that on defense. It's like, oh, you're just missing something. Yeah, no, that I agree with that because I never – like it was weird because I felt like Michigan was in control. <clears throat> and that's back to what I was talking about earlier is like I couldn't understand why they weren't running it because I'm like, damn. <clears throat> if Washington – Washington's keeping it in within 14 points right now, which is – a to me, way different than 21 or even 17 points. And I was like, mm-hmm. if Washington scores right here to end the half, they get the ball out of half. And, like, you can kind of go yeah. in and say, hey, they, like, kicked our ass for the first half. We're down seven. We get the ball out, which is kind of what happened. And then we have to talk about just, that. Yeah, then Michael, Michael Penix, Penix, like, fluke interception. Like, it, it, Washington was there. And credit to the Michigan defense, they stepped up. They – were in his face. They, the Michigan D line, made the a good Washington O line look subpar. And the Michigan yep. DBs, while of course there were some big plays and guys open, I think played about as well as a game that you could have played against those receivers. Like yeah, no, yes, they, of course they're going to have their yards. Gonna they're going to have open, their, so. yeah. Like they they, they, played, they played well excellent. enough. It was yeah, and on the Michigan side, you know I can joke about. JJ McCarthy putting up a poor stat line, but I can laugh all I want, but it's not going to matter because they're oh, Michigan's offensive line is like probably the best run blocking team I've seen in a while. In a while, like probably since <coughs> I, 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 teams, probably. yeah, honestly, it's probably the last time that like Alabama won the Natty with like a no name quarterback. It was probably the <laughs> like the last run blocking team I've seen that's like better than this. Like they mall people and credit to them i like you said surprised they just didn't keep doing that it's like they had a completely different game plan in the second half it didn't matter though because washington just couldn't put anything together yeah and it was even like and i even thought with washington like on those first two specifically that first long touchdown run that was what was it it was it's also crazy that blake corum ended with more yards than Donovan Edwards. That's wild to me because Donovan Edwards had his first two carries for, for like 90 yards. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that first one, I it honestly thought I was like, because one of my buddies is a big Washington fan. I was like, honestly, if Washington would have just contained on that, they would have been fine. Everyone was inside inside the tackles. Everyone was where they needed to be. He just broke outside and there was no containment. But yeah, like Washington is, to me, shot themselves. And I think Washington, Michigan is better. I do think Michigan is better. But I think Washington shot themselves in the foot a lot. Like, even when they had that big pass play in the fourth quarter, it gets called back for holding. 
false starts, just like, I don't know. The lights seemed a little too bright for a lot of it, their team. It was, it was a little bit of that. And, but at the end of the day, like you said, I, I chose Washington cause I thought Pennix was going to step up. I, I, I knew deep down that like, uh, Michigan's probably the more consistent team. I just thought it was going to be a classic Harbaugh, Michigan mess up. Uh, I guess like Harbaugh finally got his win though. Harbaugh, how happy finally are got all those done. fans that wanted him fired in that like two and four or two and five, whatever they were, COVID, the COVID year. year? Yeah. Oh, it just goes to show you. I mean, it was Receipt City on Twitter. Receipt because any Michigan fan that would be like, like you suckers can eat it. Like it would be some random account. Like the group of five guys, I think quote Cheetah one be like, this is you. And it was like the guy tweeted, like, can we just fire Harbaugh now to get it over with in like 2021? And I, I do think now, if you like really look back to the past few coaches who have won a national title, you have Harbaugh, who a lot of people wanted gone. A lot of people, and Georgia fans don't like to talk about this, wanted Kirby Smart gone when they kept losing to Alabama for a mm-hmm. couple years and would blow those games. And a ton of people wanted Dabo Sweeney gone. And now they kind of want him gone again, which I think is stupid. But... There, I think, and Coach O was gone. Coach O did get gone, right? Coach O is gone, and USC didn't want him. Like, and I'm not saying he would have won a national title at USC, but I think you're going to start seeing in a lot of cases, like smaller program that's a little different, I think, but these bigger, big time programs, Ryan Day, for example, a lot of guys, a lot of people want him gone, and I. I do understand it, and I do think a lot of pressure is on that man, especially now that Michigan won. We'll see if Harbaugh comes back. Also, a lot of pressure that a certain Tennessee Titans coach got fired. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) A former New England Patriot. But I do think you're going to start seeing teams, especially with NIL and stuff, having having to pay these guys now. You're going to see guys get longer leashes because I do think sometimes – you know, I think fans like think, oh, you know, in one or two years, you should have the like, culture completely revamped. And it wasn't the case back then, but especially now with NIL and the transfer portal and stuff, it's going to take a couple years to like build towards something. And coaches, you know, sometimes they make the wrong hired offensive coordinator, wrong hired defensive coordinator. And yeah, they should be held accountable for that. And I'm not talking about coaches who go like five and set like Kirby Smart. Uh, Dabo Sweeney and Jim Harbaugh were, for the most part, winning nine, ten games a year. And guys, people still wanted them gone. And I think you're going to see less and less of that. Like, if it's like nine years and you've won like most nine games, <clears throat> okay, that's one thing. But being patient sometimes pays off, even if it doesn't pay off in the beginning and you have to sit through crappy years of getting killed by Ohio State or losing to Alabama or being at Clemson and losing the Florida State or whoever it is, just be patient because now Michigan would do anything to keep Jim Harbaugh. George oh, yeah. would do anything to keep Kirby Smart. I still think the majority of Clemson fans don't want Dabo Sweeney on. I think they think he needs Tyler. to change up some stuff. Yeah. Tyler from but Spartansburg. Also, we'll see. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, did 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 you also see Dabo Sweeney with the black eye at the Clemson basketball game? <laughs> <laughs> Someone said Tyler got him. Someone, someone said he, he, he found Tyler in the parking lot. 
he has a, he has him as such a good program still. Like Clemson fans just gotta chill out. I think Davo Sweeney will figure it out. Oh man, funny, funny stuff. Um, yeah, anything. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get a couple of last points off. Do you have any last points, actual game related? Before there was some funny stuff that we still have to bring up about the stuff surrounding this game that I saw. It's not anything game related about the Natty, but certain people we, we may have saw on camera, uh, maybe some certain commercials that were uh, excluded. So uh, the last thing I'm going to say is I was wrong. I'm man enough to admit it. I was not wrong about J.J. McCarthy. I'm man enough and have too big of an ego to admit I was wrong about that and say he was going to play good because I thought he did not. And I think Michael Penix, you saw the flaws in Michael Penix. I, I still think he's a first-round quarterback, but I think you saw his flaws in that game, which was that when he doesn't have a perfect pocket, he doesn't look like a 10 out of 10. Yeah. He still looks good, Agreed. but he doesn't look like the 10 out of 10. Zooch, anything else before I bring up something funny? My last thing was, and I want to know your thoughts on this, because I didn't even know this was a thing until I was listening to a couple other shows on the way home from work last night. I had to work during the national title game. It wasn't great. Luckily, work was really slow, so we just were able to pretty much watch the game. But one of them I was listening to, and I didn't know this was a possibility, is there's rumors out there that <clears throat> should Jim Harbaugh leave and go to San Diego or, or sorry, Las Vegas or the Titans now, whoever it may be, that Michigan wants Kalen DeBoer to come there. Would that be <clears throat> how? Whoa. Whoa. By Washington he, and I don't know if there's any like that would be I think Michigan that, would hire the Sharon Moore, Sharon Moore, yeah. whatever it is. But that would, it be would make for some good offseason content. So unreal. Because not because they're conference mates now. Not only mm-hmm. are you transferring within conference, Washington, if that happens, that is worse than the Lincoln Riley to, to USC. Yeah, And that would prove to a lot of the college football like haters of a change being like, if Washington, a program that has a national championship in recent memory in the 90s, pumps out NFL players pretty consistently, has a huge fan base, a good stadium in a metropolitan area in the a top two conference next year when they join the Big Ten, if they can't keep someone, who can? Um, exactly. Speaking of of uh, coaches that I can't keep my eyes off of, Tom Crean. We got a Tom Crean cam. cam. We got Tom Crean. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys saw. It was one of those pan-up shots uh, <laughs> coming back from break, and it was the guy in the glasses in the Michigan like pullover just staring blankly. And uh, Tom Crean, I think, is like, married to... Uh, like Jim Harbaugh's sister, Harbaugh's right? His sister, yeah. So what a, what a fun family that would be. Tom Crean, it's John Harbaugh, and Jim Harbaugh, but yeah, the the the, the Tom Crean cam killed me. <laughs> I love the Tom Crean cam. I I love like I always love it. That, like, and it's happened the past too. Like last night after that pick that was almost a pick six, where they got it down to like the five yard line or whatever it was. I love when like you can tell Kirk Herbstreit starts feeling bad for the other team and he goes on his monologue about like they have nothing yeah. <laughs> to hang their hat on like he's like they don't have nothing washington's gonna be good you got a good also, one in caitlin DeBoer. like also kirk kirk's on the hot street i don't know if you saw 
But uh, Kirk, there's some people. There's a small but vocal uprising against Ben Herb Street. The dog has gotten annoying. It is a cute dog. It's a cute dog. But Bunky Perkins was not having overplays the uh, (laughs) dog. But yeah, Bunky Perkins, (laughs) Ole Miss legend. But (laughs) yeah, I mean. I think that's pretty much it for me on the game. Like I enjoy, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Like there for the most part of the game, I always thought, yeah, Michigan's dominating, but I think Washington can still come back. Like if I was there as a Washington fan, I would have never thought. And even when they went up by 14, I would have been like, damn, like it's going to be hard, but we just got to get down the field and score like, and get a stop. Yeah. And like, we can score. Even if we get the ball back with 40 seconds, we can score. Once I got the pick down to the five, then I was like, all right, this one's over. Like, start the hail to the victor's chance. Like, that's fine. But yeah, no, I mean, Michigan, we, we may have created a monster in this Michigan winning oh, we national have. championship. And yeah, that's the one thing is that, yeah, Michigan, like, if, if Alabama won, it wouldn't have created anything. It wouldn't have fed into anything. I mean, even. I mean, Texas may have been like a little monsterish, but Michigan, this is there is there hasn't there is now two Big Ten monsters, Ohio State and Michigan. So one last funny thing about the game. Message board geniuses had a great one from Michigan State's message boards. where Somebody said it's official. God is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Won the national title. I love message board genius. Uh, also got reminded of uh, watching when they flashed JJ McCarthy's dad was reminded of that awesome moment last year when he uh, just like rubbed his finger on JJ McCarthy's girlfriend's butt last year in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. So that was always, that was a fun one to remember. I, I love these. I love these big bowl games because it's the pageantry of like the Super Bowl. Like, Everything is like, oh my gosh, like it's the grandest of scales and the stadium's packed and all the pyrotechnics and the the attention to detail about the entertainment aspect is so, it is professional-like, but it's still college football, so there's still weird stuff that happens like it would at a Tuesday night Mac game. Right. So it's just like, you can have all this funny, like all this crazy entertainment, all this stuff, and there's still just Tom Crean sitting there, like staring off into the distance. What? It is it's incredible. The whole thing is funny because I was thinking about that <clears throat> Monday night, last night, and I was like, if Boise State was in it, like I would go, you would go, we'd have friends who would go. And I was like thinking about planning that. And I was like, all right, I for sure would get there on Friday night because I want to be there the weekend and see like, the different like i have no idea off the top of my I'd head i probably like, get there yeah, friday or saturday yeah like what events they have and stuff like that yeah friday night maybe saturday afternoon or so whatever time it is but it's so funny to think about all these people go to a city like houston that they would probably never go to outside of going to a sporting event like there'd be no reason to be like you know what like no one says i want to go visit houston also it's houston like- let's be real out of all the places that have a national championship Houston is not walkable. It's it's, it's the no, hottest place on earth. I was just there, earth. and I was just there in September, and it was literally so hot. We had the AC in the hotel at like sixty-eight, and I was still sweating. And I am from Florida, and that is the hottest place I've. I think the Houston best is place the to have. Place. I I saw the Rose Bowl discussion, like best place to have it. I'm 
I'm from the West Coast. I think stadium-wise, Rose Bowl is the best place to have it. But let's be real. It's the Superdome. I mean, downtown, I mean, New Orleans is right there. Yeah, Superdome is the it. best place to have because you, you want it to be somewhat walkable. You want it to be ex- like the most accessible to get to. Like the Rose Bowl right. Stadium's the best, but it's not anywhere close to downtown LA. It's not anywhere close to LAX. Like right. you have to like mob out to Pasadena. Yeah, and you want a place. And I love the like, Rose Bowl. It's like you want a place, in my opinion, that win or lose, like you can be like, all right. And New Orleans is perfect because you can be like, we're going to Bourbon Street. Win or lose, after the game, we're going to Uber over to Bourbon Street and either be really happy drinking or really sad and like scrolling our phone at Twitter and like getting <laughs> mad at stupid stuff people say that we know they're just saying to annoy us. But like Houston, Indian, like they've had it at Indianapolis. And I get it. Like they're these really nice state. Like I'm not saying the stadium itself isn't nice, but. A lot of these cities you don't have somewhere like you do in New Orleans where it's like – even Atlanta, it's like – I'll be interested to right, see how go, long it'll but... take until they put it in Vegas. Vegas, yeah. I, that's what I was going to say is I think Vegas would be the perfect spot for it because you have – every like you literally like <clears throat> fly in. You don't – like to me, Vegas is perfect because you fly in, you Uber to your hotel if you're staying on the strip, and you do not have to worry about transportation again. If you're staying on the strip, you go to, I think it's Mandalay Bay, which has a tunnel that goes to Allegiant Stadium. After the game, yep. you walk back, there's bars, food, gambling, if you want to do All that. The, like Everything's everything's a less than $25 Uber away. Right. So, Zooch and Wild, hold national championships in walkable cities. Exactly. Or the, the Rose Bowl every Vegas, once in a while. They have it figured out. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about is, uh, what do we think Harbaugh does next? What do you think? I personally think he's off to the NFL. I, I, I really, I think he's gonna stay. I think he's staying. Ooh, I think- you to me right now, and I know they don't always think this way, but I just look at it as why would you leave? Like the NFL is gonna be there because he's a sicko. Team. He's a he's a freak. He needs to <laughs> satisfy everything. Like he's done everything at the college level and he left the NFL with a bad taste in his mouth. That's fair. And he has had success at the NFL. So I get it. Like he's been on the cusp of the, like truly as close as you can get to winning a Super Bowl, besides maybe missing a field goal to like win it at the end of the game or whatever. But I'm just like, dude, you're a mission. Like you are, like you're, you win one more national title. And even right now, I think he's like, for the modern day Michigan fan, like ninety percent of the people, not ninety, but the majority of forty years and younger people, they don't know who Bo, like they know who Bo Schembechler is, but they don't really remember him coaching. Like they like Jim Harbaugh more than Lloyd Carr. They like him more than Bah. Oh God, I can't think of his name. The oh my God, bad Brady coach, Hoke, coach Brady, Brady Hoke. Hoke. <laughs> they like him more than. Uh, uh, what's his face from West Virginia? I can't think of his name right now either. Rich Rod. Yeah, Rich Rod. Like, <laughs> just stay. And But I know that, like, it's a competitive competitiveness thing, and he'll want to go to the NFL. And he's even if he does leave, he's left Michigan in way better of a place than what he found it under Brady Hope. So. I, I also think that. And I think – but it, it would be funny – when uh, Michigan fans, because I think he's leaving, I think he's going to either coach. If the Bears fire Eberflus, I think he's going to go to the Bears. 
Uh, other than that, I think it's kind of like Chargers. I, I think if he, he he wants to get back to the West Coast, um, and that's just what I think. There's no statistics backing that up whatsoever, but we'll see what happens. With Jim Harbaugh, it will. I mean, I mean, with with Michigan, with Michigan's football program, it'll be so funny seeing that if Jim Harbaugh leaves and they hire that uh, the offensive guy, it'll be so Sharon funny Moore. to see. Yeah. yeah, Sharon Moore. It'll be so funny to see Michigan fans who made fun of who have made fun of Ryan Day for years about being born on third base, having Rashad Moore as their coach. Well, he Isn't did that give, ironic. He did give a good post game interview when Jim Harbaugh died. So he can't, <laughs> yes. he can't forget about this. Freaking love you, man. All all time soundbite. <laughs> Freaking love you, man. Like the awkward dap up with Blake Quorum. Like the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's and, so funny. But yeah, I mean I it was a great season. I real I mean I always enjoy college football. I don't was, always love really, all the really changes fun. with it. Like I have like ups and downs with like the transfer portal and this comp I don't love the conference realignment stuff. I I understand it from a business point of view. I don't love it though just because I think it's taking a, a little bit away from the game. But it's always always has been and always will be probably my favorite sport to watch. Like it's, I just I mean that's why we talk about it. it. This this season has been so it's been so much fun like getting to follow it in depth. I, I will say because we really enjoyed it. I, I hope people who listen enjoy us talking about it because there's there, I have I harp on it every time. There's certain intricacies that you pick up, and it only takes a couple years of watching to pick up on these certain inside jokes that only college football fans get, and like right. so certain accounts that like if you watch college football are the greatest accounts ever. Like the obstructed views guy, no one knows it. Like. Like, see, you you know about the obstructed views guy, exactly. the college, college football campus tour guy, like Bunky Perkins. Like, we know about these people. Right. Like, they make, and they make the sport uh, awesome. The, I would not even know that Danny Boy Kane existed. <laughs> Danny, Boy, Danny Boy Kane, who, uh, who again, w- officially withdrew his name from the head coaching shirt. Yes. <laughs> also, how about Miami, man? Miami fans went from getting cam Ward to getting an fcs guy who is good i will say but it's it's much like how we discussed usc needs a white quarterback from la miami needs to go back and just recruit guys from florida that are miami wins games by having 285 penalty yards a game and they would win like 49 (laughs) to 3 like that's how miami wins do that and you'll be fine. But I do awesome. think their lines are going to be really good next year. But we will have some good off-season content to talk about. We are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh off-season wise, uh instead of since it is the off-season, uh we will be going to an episode every 2 weeks now. So every 2 weeks released anywhere between Wednesday and Fridays when those episodes will come out and they'll be uh talking about like we've said in the past transfer portal, off-season content, carousel, spring ball stuff, as well as talking a little college basketball. Zuch was at the college, Zuch was at the Boise game, so we'll sprinkle a little college basketball in there too. Uh, plus, uh, don't be surprised if you see people who are not us in the off-season trying to fill it out with uh, maybe some guest appearances as well as the other settled-down guys. So uh, we are really excited. Uh, I am going to miss talking CFB every week. But uh, it's going to be nice to have a little break, I will say. And every other week will still be some fire stuff coming out. Oh, yeah. And, like, we did, we still got – we're in this weird period where the season just ended. 
but we have to wait and see what happens with the NFL to see if there's really any if there's like a random NFL hire that you just don't see coming where somebody I don't even know who could leave but like Sark goes to the Tennessee Titans or something like that if Steve Sarkeesian goes to the Tennessee Titans I will do a podcast shirtless because that is not in a million years happening. If Steve Sorry. Sarkeesian head coaches anywhere in the NFL, I will do a podcast shirtless. You heard it here first. You Steve heard Sark is going nowhere. He's going nowhere. He's staying at Texas. All I want, and this will be my final thing, is he released a great soundbite this weekend. I need the quarterbacks who have won the national championship recently have been boring. I need a Jameis Winston type to win the national title again and just do something that is so absurdly stupid and funny that I could talk about it for weeks. We had Jameis changing a play. Yes. He said it was a team decision and it has sent me back to the hilarious days of Jameis the dressing out on the suspension. Dressing on the suspension. The and it's a Jim Harbaugh thing when he was meeting with Jim Harbaugh on the uh Rooting QB camp or whatever they called it. And he's like, Jim Harbaugh goes, have you ever been disciplined other than the crab legs or whatever he asked me? He's like, I was disciplined once in high school when we lost the game and I laughed at my coach because he cried. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at my coach. <laughs> I, need, I need a Jameis Winston type who just like I is unironically funny. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of who that guy could be. Ah, you know, they just don't make them like Jameis anymore. In the <laughs> world of social media, when every everything's got to be perfect and everything's microanalyzed, it's tough because the because the border between, like, Jameis Winston and Tate Martell is so thin where you can yeah. just go from, like, being a prick to being, like, this great guy who's like, why, why are you saying that, Jameis? Like, <laughs> like you, you're a good guy at heart, but, like, why are you Eat dressing out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eating the duffel you? Also, did you see – this is the last thing I say. Did you see him getting in the respect off with the reporter this week? Yeah, <laughs> respectfully. Great. What do you think respectfully? I think the, the reporter's <laughs> like, I think it was a – I think it was a poor sportsmanship play. Respectfully. I'm trying to be as respectfully as possible. He's like, well, respectfully, it was a team decision. These guys are just having a respect off. And the best part about that interview was you could just tell <clears throat> Jameis Winston had – like no they both like could not understand each other's point of view like james yeah. winston was like i can't believe this guy doesn't understand that we were at the one yard line and i wanted to score a touchdown and the reporter was like i can't believe he doesn't think this was like kind of like rubbing in their faces to like score from the one yard line but we will have some good off-season content we're gonna think of some ideas of <clears throat> little things to do because we have nine months until week zero so I don't even think they have any. Uh, let's see. Nope, you can't even look ahead. To we'll see what week zero. I'll look up week zero, and then we'll sign. I can't off. wait to watch like a MAC team play like a Mountain West team, like Utah State at like one p.m. This is kind Here we go. FBS week zero. Montana State at New Mexico. Yep. Florida State versus Georgia Tech in Ireland, and okay, Eastern Illinois bad. at Il- Illinois. That's perfect. That's perfect. I mean, okay, I'm I'm gonna save my opinion on that Ireland game for later because we're gonna have a lot of time to fill. Thank you for everyone who has been listening to us this year, whether it be through podcasts or through the clips. I know a lot of people do do like the clips on Instagram uh, because they have been funny and they get to show when me and Zooch are super right and super wrong. 
So, uh, Zooch, anything else? Nothing else. Looking forward to the off season, but looking even more forward to August thirty first, twenty twenty four, whatever the date is that college football starts again. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that too. Godspeed, everyone. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you.